Where am I? Thought you could get away with it, didn't you? Get away with what? You know what you did. Cooking Charlie? Look, we were starving and we we knew we couldn't eat anything from the kitchen. We we, we, we didn't want to. Charlie was my friend. We we were just so hungry. Charlie? The, the missing cook from Hooters Juniors? If we didn't eat him, it would have been me. No, that's not what I'm talking about. Though, I, I was curious how he would have escaped from that steel box, so I guess that clears that up. Wait... Then, then what? Fucking up the name. What? You wrote in the script that the name of the show is H.J.'s Behind the Alley of the Restaurant, when it's supposed to be called H.J.'s in the alley behind the restaurant. I don't pay you to make me look like an idiot. You don't pay me at all. I, I don't even write scripts. And that's why you're gonna pay me. Pay you with what? Oh, you're about to find out. Yeah. You're gonna find out real good on this episode of HJ's in the Alley Behind the Restaurant. The show where we talk about the latest Hooters Juniors episode with the hosts of the number one podcast, host, and special guests. Today, we'll be discussing episode two, Supreme McBitey. Joining me as always is host, host of the number one podcast, leave a five-star written review. <laughs> so host, this is some really nice furniture you brought into the studio. What is this? Dog skin? Close, but actually, I, I wanted to recreate what the killer of this story did to Mr. McFlurkstang's body, and so I skinned a child who had wronged me and turned their body into the best new age artisanal furniture piece this world's ever seen. <laughs> At least since the death of Durgan. Wow, you're so resourceful. Yeah. That's what everybody says about me. Host, host, uh, congrats on another five-star written review worthy episode. Yeah, host, congrats. You make us fellow reporters so proud. Gee, <laughs> thanks, guys. I, I totally knew I could always do it, but please, keep the praises coming. He's so good at being praised. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Host, do you even want these praises? Well, uh, of course. <laughs> I deserve them. Wouldn't you agree? I deserve that. Uh, of course. Uh, I'm sorry, host. You know, I I'm just having a little trouble with the format of today's show. Well, you know who doesn't have trouble with formatting? Uh, uh, Squarespace? My bullets. And Squarespace. <laughs> Keep bringing the praises, low-life reporters. Host, you're so hot. Like... What's that about? Host, uh, does the Joe Blyden cameo foreshadow the podcast getting political as we move ahead? Foreshadowing? <laughs> Verbal scoff. As if that's even a real aspect of storytelling. And even if it was, which it isn't, it, like, totally wouldn't be advanced enough of a journalistic storytelling technique for this story. <laughs> and as far as Mr. Joe Blyden goes, he was just a hot celebrity the producers wanted to throw in. You know, for some light sex appeal. Oh, I heard that. <laughs> I'd let him approve my Mountain Valley Pipeline or my Alaskan Willow oil gas drilling project. Yeah, and that's definitely not a shot against him for being an anti-environmentalist or anything. As far as this podcast is concerned with getting political, I can assure you that we wouldn't sink so low as to express a political opinion, let alone my political opinion. 
which we all know would be a five-star written review-worthy political opinion. Yeah, but, uh, who did you vote for? I'll tell you who I voted for. Money. Well, of course we know that, host. Oh, oh. You do? Of course, host. Uh, we wouldn't have it any other way. <laughs> we want to know who you voted for in this year's Coney Island Clear Binge Contest. Oh, <laughs> of course you do. I, I voted for myself, obviously. We all voted for you too, host. Yeah, I voted twice, host. Yeah, I mailed in my ballot and several thousand ballots of dead people all voting for you. <laughs> wow. Thanks. Yeah, host. We wasn't gonna let no one steal this year's Coney Island Clear Binge competition from what's rightfully and totally justifiably yours. Oh, thanks. Wow. <laughs> uh, thanks, everyone. I I'm glad I could count on you all. Of course, host. I love you. In fact, here's some money out of my wallet. No! He's taking my money first! Uh, so, host, do you feel like you found what you were looking for in Australia? I don't like what you're implying. <laughs> Wait a minute. Dogs? Asking if I found what I was looking for implies that I didn't know or that I host. Host of the number one podcast, leave a five-star written review, needed answers to questions as if I didn't know the answers to begin with. It's called creative storytelling, pal. Wow. He's, like, so passionate about journalism. And brave. I'll have what he's having. And by that, I mean the clear host is binging currently. <laughs> Which is clearly aiding in his integrity as a journalist and podcaster. I went to Australia because... Because I missed Jurgen, okay? Is that what you wanted to hear? I missed my best friend? And that I thought if I surrounded myself with bloodthirsty dingoes, spiders, and hordes of people speaking with funny accents, that maybe missing Durgan wouldn't hurt so bad. <laughs> I miss Durgan! Me too, small child. Small child whose hands have seen years of brutal labor. Now get back in the kitchen, now. It's what Durgan would have wanted. Durgan would have wanted the continued exploitation of children for their labor. He would have wanted the continued exploitation of all people for their labor. But most importantly, the children. But what Durgan would have wanted most is for your continued subscription to this Patreon. Yeah, that's what he would have wanted. That and probably to not have been murdered in such a gruesome way. You know, as discussed in episode two. That's what he would have wanted. Me. To have your money. So give it. G give it all to me. Thanks, everybody. Anyway, can we get another host up here that isn't me? a pretty wild episode we just listened to. It was, wasn't it? <laughs> but I'd just like to get ahead of something real quick. What's that? I think episode two might anger some of the Australian community, and, and so I just wanted to get ahead of that and let everyone know that while I totally understand their criticisms and engorgement, uh, they're wrong. I'm right, and stop pretending like you're smarter than me. 
<laughs> I went to an Ivy League school, well, actually three of them, and my daddy's rich, which inherently makes me smarter, better, and gives me a moral authority over anyone who hasn't been given the opportunities that I deserved and got. <laughs> oh, well that, that's totally justified. Yeah, you obviously wouldn't get it, but it is justified. Okay, uh, well how about that episode two? <laughs> You know, I've always known that the poor are incoherent and dumb and should be treated as such, but I never realized just how dumb and stupid they truly were until listening to your conversation with Dan. Yeah, you know, I, I originally grew up trying to understand these people, but once I matured and became a true liberal, uh, a New York liberal, I learned that taking the time to understand these illiterate country bigots is useless, and that the best thing you can really do as a liberal, uh, a New York liberal, is talk about how much you donate to them, and how you're gonna stop donating to them because they keep voting against their own interests. <laughs> I implore all of my true liberals out there to not waste your time trying to understand these downtrodden idiots. Just judge them and keep supporting the idea that the system is fine and that voting is the only way to ever change anything. God, you're so hot. <laughs> wow, thanks. Anyway, that's been the show. Thanks for coming out and giving us money. Because that's what this was always about. Tune in next week for another exciting episode of HJ's in the alley behind the restaurant.